Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. I'm in the driver's seat. Ash is in the co-pilot seat, as always. And uh, I'm doing great. How are you, Ash? Yeah, really good, James. Yep, good to be here. Looking forward to today's very interesting topic. Yes. Yes, the topic today is uh, around unicorns, listeners. And... uh, we're talking about the fact that unicorns aren't real. So stop pretending. Uh, look, here's where we're going with this, everybody. We talk about this a lot in our workshops and in a lot of the things we do. And we mentioned this right up front with a lot of mortgage professionals, that there are a number of traps we see a lot of mortgage professionals falling into each and every day that is, quite frankly, holding them back big, big time from achieving what they want in their mortgage business. And one of them is what we call the unicorn trap. And I always put this out to the listeners and I always go, so what do we know about unicorns? And you know, what, do we, what sort of answers do we get? Uh, well, obviously the most common one is they're not real, they don't exist. Um, you know, they've got uh, horns. They've got horns, they can fly. There's all sorts of interesting answers, but you know, essentially you know, they're a figment of your imagination. Exactly. So the unicorn trap is is pretty straightforward. It's that we have seen thousands, Ash, thousands of mortgage professionals from around the world. And one of the things we see happen a lot, and you, our listeners, you might feel like, yep, that's me, is that as a mortgage professional, especially in the early days, you learn how to do deals, you learn how to assess things, you learn how the you know, the applications and the processing works and all these sorts of things. And you quickly get to the point where you believe that nobody could possibly do the job as well as you. Now, you've harnessed all of this information. If you figured it out, and we see this happening a lot where mortgage professionals almost believe they're a unicorn. Like, that's where we're going with this. If you believe that you are the only one that can go and see the client. You're the only one that could can meet the client. You're the only one that should be researching this client's situation, following up with this client. I have to be the one that is submitting the information, doing all the data entry, doing all the follow-up. This is a really common one for mortgage professionals, Ash, where mm-hmm. they do everything and the excuse or the argument coming back from them is, I am the only one that can do it because no one else can do it as good as me and I don't want you know, my client situation to be you know, jeopardised by giving it to somebody else. And yeah. it's a really big problem. Well, we hear it a lot, in fact, all the time. And in many ways, it's, it's a quite an understandable um, place to end up in many ways. Have a think about it, James. Right? You know, the... When we come to mortgage broking, one of the things that drives us in the early days is, you know, we're looking after the client, 
from cradle to the grave. You know, there's just us. We're doing everything in our business. We're finding clients. We're winning clients. We're solving their problems. And along with that comes all of the minutiae of tasks, you know, with helping that client through to the successful outcome. And as time goes by, you are doing everything yourself and you do get good at everything because you have to be to deliver the client experience. So, and that's actually one of the reasons we get into the industry because we want to be in control of the process. However, the danger is, and why it's so, so important is if you don't have an intervention at some point, like we can call this, you know, hashtag unicorn intervention, James, because yep. what happens is, is because you do become, well, in your mind, good or capable or competent at everything, it's very, very hard to then find a way to get somebody into your business who can take over that task um, in the same way that you do it. Um, that's, that's the mental trap. Like you've, you've built your own way of doing things, whatever that looks like, but it works for you. Then to grow your business, you know, people are telling you, oh, you've got to hire people, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But you're like, but, you know, this is the way I do it. So it's a natural place to fall or to find yourself, but it's really, really important to self-identify. And this is what happens when we do this, right, James, at our workshops is when we ask this question, there are so many, you know, attendees who just put their hand up and go, oh, yeah, that's me. It's quite normal. So that's the first step. But, you know, the next step is, okay, where can I start with dealing with this? And, you know, and I'll, you know I've got a couple of war stories perhaps I'll reference a little bit later when we, we, we sort of dive into this. But that's, that's my take that I would estimate that 80% 80, 80 plus of all mortgage professionals at some point find themselves either partially or fully trapped in the unicorn trap. And even if they're aware of it, right, what are the next steps? Which is hopefully, you know, what, what, what we'll cover as we go through this. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's, it's true because when we are starting in the industry, we do, we want to figure, all, figure it all out and get it all right and develop an amazing client experience. So each of our listeners have done that, hopefully figured it out. How can we deliver an amazing experience? How can we keep control of our clients and really handhold them through every process? That's a great uh, place to start. It's not a great place to end, but it is, it, it's a great place to start. And I guess one of the dangers is that, number one, when you figure it all out yourself and you have it exactly how you want it and you've been doing it for a while, it's so specific, you become set in your ways to the point where if anybody else were to do that job in your business, if it literally isn't the words coming out of your mouth, it's wrong. You know, we see a lot of people that are so fixed and set in their ways that it's causing them to keep all of the tasks to themselves, even though they're worked to the bone and have no time and have no way of escaping because they won't delegate they won't hand that task to somebody else because they believe they're a unicorn now that's one half of the equation another half of the unicorn equation is that as you said ash we figure out how to deliver an amazing experience super specific we figured it out we're set in our ways 
other than being set in our ways and not wanting to de- delegate, the other problem is there's no process. It's mm. all upstairs in the brain, the noggin of oh, the mortgage yeah. professional. So if this super specific system, complex, exactly what to do, and only I know how to do it, and that is all in one person's head, then that kind of is a unicorn. Like in a way, you cannot find it. You cannot duplicate it. It doesn't exist. It's a almost an anomaly. It's like a mirage. It, I think that's the technical definition of a unicorn, James. I think you've just reinvented the technical definition of a unicorn is if you can't produce a document that describes your business systems and processes down to the nth degree, you're a unicorn, right? Because, I mean, exist. in all seriousness, no, exactly. So in, in all seriousness, like this is a, look, we all chuckle and have, there's a bit of humour around this and it's, it's great to have a laugh about this, but, you know, just to be a little bit serious for a moment, this, this is the most common, almost, yeah, it would be the most common feedback when I start to talk to mortgage brokers that we coach also my own experience and also mortgage professionals that I've had relationships with over the years, the number one thing is, okay, um, what's your system look like? Have you got a docu- documented system? No, it's all in my head. Now, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners to this uh, episode will relate to this, James, is how much of what you do in that client experience is physically written down that if you you know, dropped off the planet tomorrow, could someone come in and replicate what you're doing? Um, and, I, and I'm sure 80% plus would say no. Even a lot of mortgage pros that have got partly documented systems, you know, a few spreadsheets, a few notes here and there, but it's a bit disjointed. There's very, very scant uh, sort of detailed systemization. But look, just to come back a little bit too, one of the things for me personally that you know, reflected upon um, in thinking about this episode was, you know, my, my system, you know, uh, systems exaggerating it a bit. It wasn't a system. It was the way I did things. I, I, I'm a, I was a textbook unicorn, James, textbook. You know, I would go out and see a client. I'd scribble a few bits of notes on a piece of paper. That was like a, you know, it was like hieroglyphics. No one could understand it except for me. Like there's no way I could give that to a power broker and say, hey, here's my strategy notes. Turn this into a proposal. It'd be like, well, first, I need an interpreter to read it. Um, and I would get home at night with a bunch of manila folders in the footwell of the car with bits of applications, bits of pay slips, notes on bits of papers. But you know what? Here's the rub. For me, it worked because I could interpret my own stuff. But for nobody else, could I ever make that work? Ever. There's no way I could hire somebody to say, here's how I do things. So it was a huge challenge for me, and it really was part of the reason why I nearly ran into a brick wall in life and business with, with when I was really active, is because I hadn't been able to intervene or didn't have someone outside of me to intervene and say, hey, buddy, you're a unicorn. You need to take some steps. Nobody was there to do that, right? So, you know, mm. hopefully everybody listening to this goes, you know what? I could be a unicorn. Uh, I might need some intervention here. Um, And, you know, for for me, I I, I did, you know, I I did manage to step aside, get some help and and start to unravel it and find a better way to do things. But boy, oh boy, I I look back on those days and gee whiz, you know, I was heading towards 
a, a big crash living life as a unicorn. Oh, yeah. I like the fact that you mentioned that even though a lot of unicorns are very set in their ways and very fixed and they've got their hieroglyphics, we know the messy desk people where there's a system, <clears throat> only they can find it. Well, you're right. It, it does work for them. And, but I want to challenge not what you said, Ash, but what our listeners might have in their heads when they think, yeah, but it works for me. And or I might have a messy desktop and a messy computer and stuff everywhere and everything inside my head. But, but it works, James. It's working. Why mess with it? And I'll challenge you and say, okay, maybe it does work, but does it really? Does it really work? Because if it worked, it only really works if it can work for somebody else. It's working for you, but it's also trapping you. And it's also most likely causing you elements of stress and frustration and ups and downs. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past, Ash, the idea of the thing that you, you know, go for and really want in life can sometimes be the thing that will ultimately, you know, get you. <clears throat> yeah, so, absolutely. So this issue of it works. Um, but yeah, going back to what you said about the, the no process and in your head, and I, I wrote this down that your if everything is in your head, even though it might work in its own bizarre way, your business is a unicorn. If everything is inside your head and you've got this one-off magical system that just works for you, then the reality check for each and every one of you that might be in that position is your business is a unicorn, as in your business doesn't exist. You don't have a business. You've got a bunch of random mess of ideas that happen to work for you and you can earn an income from that, but you have no business. And that might be a bit of a wake-up call that maybe some of our listeners need to start getting out of this trap of unicorn thinking. And maybe we can share a mm. few strategies in our story and maybe some stories of some of the people we work with that have come in as unicorns and left as uh, business owners. So, yeah, let's share some stories about how to avoid, not even avoid, but get out of the unicorn trap, Ash. Yeah, look, there's a lot of, that's, that's a great, um, gr great way to sort of segue to, to this part of the discussion, James. And look, it's completely normal. The thing, though, is that the industry has changed. You know, what we technically do hasn't changed. You know, we help people, you know, find a solution to a very stressful situation. So that hasn't changed and will probably never change. But what has changed is the industry. The days when you could be a unicorn and get by are over. You can't be a one-man or woman band, right? And as you rightly said, James, you don't have a business. You're self-employed. So, and I, and I hope this connects with everybody, is the industry is pushing everybody towards having a business. This industry's days, and I'm talking globally here. I'm not talking just Australia, New Zealand. This is a global thing everywhere is this industry is maturing beyond being able to be a one-man band and call yourself a business owner you're not you're self-employed because the demands on us the obligations on us the legal legislative and compliance requirements mean that we need to build a team right and to build a team to help you convert what you're really good at into a business you need to start documenting things so you know that's in answer to your, your sort of your challenge, James, uh, for anybody, you know, the starting point is really to start to think about 
what is the, you know, what is the way to imagine what I do as a self-employed aspiring business owner? What do I need to do? And for me, the, you know, the, the, the wake-up call and the next step forward was revealed by an old mentor of mine who shall remain nameless, but this is a guy who's still around the industry 30 years later, sort of in his own inimitable style with a few um, choice words, told me that exactly what I'm just saying is, mate, you don't have a business, you're self-employed. If you want to be a business owner, business owner, you need to break your business up into a you know, production line. That's really where the inspiration came from. And it's like, to me, it was like a foreign conversation. Like he could have been speaking another language. What are you talking about? Segmented up. What does that mean? He's like, what you do for clients and you do really well in your own style, you need to think about what are the steps in that process that potentially at some point you can hire other people to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could get somebody to do this. I could get someone to do this. And then his challenge was, okay, what would you need to have in place for that to happen? And like the penny slowly dropping, James, and listeners, the penny is slowly dropping. This happened over months. Like this wasn't, oh, bang, you know, I had one conversation and the next day I've got it figured out. It happened over months. But it's, it, it, it resolved itself into, you know, what we talk about today, right, James, is, is segmenting what you do really well as a mortgage professional. It's all in your head and you're exceptionally good at it. Listeners, we know. You know, you wouldn't be here if you weren't really good at what you do. But to grow to the next stage of having a business um, that can continue to grow, you have to start with breaking up into sections what you do really well for clients and then start to go from there. Yeah, 100%. I like what you said about the fact that the unicorns may have actually existed in the industry, especially in Australia, Uh 10 or 20 years ago, unicorns were, most mortgage brokers were unicorns, solo operators. It was relatively easy, less regulation, less effort per loan. But those are the old days. The industry has evolved. It's come a long way and there's a lot more work to do. It's more complicated. There's more regulation and compliance depending on which country you're living in. So unicorns are extinct or going extinct and it's moving towards having a real business and the only way to you know escape the unicorn trap is well get help get a team start building a team and as we've talked about in other episodes ash the ability to build a team when everything is inside your head as a bit of a mess is is virtually impossible so starting with something as simple as taking that unique mess of everything that you do currently inside your head and the messy desk and just whatever your unique method is, well, put that on paper, map it out, uh, put it into a flow chart. What exactly do you do so that someone else other than you can come and make sense of it and replicate it and follow it? And, you know, that's the first step. And then switching the mindset from you doing everything to you doing just the bits you're great at and getting team members to do the bits that they are great at. And the result of this, of course, is better client outcomes, a better business, more sustainable. You, the, Our listeners, you'll be enjoying what you do each and every day uh, a heck of a lot more. And 
it's going to be more predictable, less mistakes, more profitable. We could probably go on and on it, Ash. Um, mm. But maybe the oh. first thing we have to do is give the little poke or prod with the wake-up call and flick a few switches in some of our listeners' brains that maybe this is actually occurring with them and let's make the first step of mentally going, okay, that's me. I'm, I'm a bit guilty of doing that and here's what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I, unashamedly, James, like that's what inspires you and I to do what we do. It, it, unashamedly, it's, it's to provide a pathway to execute on this um, aha moment, this uh, little spark of inspiration. Uh, and hopefully a lot of you listeners are thinking, okay, that makes sense. You know, the next step is to start to map things out in this sort of A to Z that I do, that everything's in my head. I mean, what I wouldn't have given James back in the day for somebody like, you know, unashamedly, you or me, to say, right, here's what you need to do. Map it out from A to Z, what you do for clients. Doesn't matter whether it's messy. Don't worry about that. Just write it down on a piece of paper and then let's go from there. That that would have saved me probably two years and a hell of a lot of heartache. So I hope that everybody listening to this is inspired to think, okay, you know, whether no matter where you are on the journey, you know, you may have already started this process, but, you know, no matter where you are on the journey, particularly if you're in this unicorn situation where you're doing everything that's in your head and you're lying awake at night trying to remember all the tasks that are written down, that you've written down somewhere, and you think there's got to be a better way. Well, the good news is there is definitely a better way the even better news is there is people that can help you on the journey. It's, it's very difficult to do this on your own, so definitely reach out for help. But start by putting together a, a bit of a flowchart or a bit of a description of what you do for clients, and uh, that will open up your mind, I'm sure, to the next step, which is to start to convert what you're really good at into a business. And, James, the last thing I probably would end on in my, my mind is the really good news, and we see this with all of the people that we work with, right? All of the all the mortgage pros that we work with is you actually end up doing more of what you love the most, which is actually helping people, right? So that fear that, oh, okay, only I can do it. Are my clients going to suffer? Am I going to end up doing less of what I enjoy? Well, the opposite is true. You actually end up getting to do more of what you love. Um, but the gap or the jump to go from where you are to there starts with, um, you know, getting it out of your head and onto a piece of paper or a spreadsheet. Yeah. Exactly. That's the beauty of building a business is you get to do more and more of the things that you love and less of the things that you don't like so much. And I just want to reinforce before we wrap up with that, this is a relatively simple concept. I mean, as an idea, okay, well, start building a business, get some help, you know, uh, get it out of your head and start to build a team. So it, as an idea, it's actually pretty simple. It's relatively easy, but the implementation of that is complex. There are a hundred moving parts and things to do behind this seemingly simple uh, idea. And that's why I guess today we wanna make you aware that you need to do it, give you the idea and hopefully spark that within you. Uh, but then just sort of, put the little caveat on it that implementation can be relatively complex if you don't know exactly how to deconstruct and do this. 
So I would urge each and every one of you to follow a proven path and some frameworks, whether it's from us or somebody else out there that's already done this, as opposed to trying to figure it all out because ideas are simple, implementation, fair bit more complex. So don't reinvent the wheel, find someone that's done it, copy them. Uh, we have lots of great deep dive trainings that you can join as well as oodles of episodes of this podcast that you can uh, dive into uh, for free and get some more gold nuggets along the way. So um, if you're interested, of course, jump into one of our workshops, please comment, rate, uh, let us know if you are enjoying these podcasts. But uh, what would your final words, I guess, be? Yeah, my wrap up, James. Yeah, you're 100% right, you know, and, you know, we're here to help. There's other people to help, but uh, this is why a lot of people stay stuck in the unicorn trap is the awareness comes, the insight comes, but where they get stuck is thinking about the implementation. The complexity of the implementation keeps people stuck. It really, really does. So what you just said is so, so important is don't try and do it alone. Like the awareness is the start. And, and the concept is simple, but don't get stuck and blocked by the complexity of implementation. Reach out, find someone to help you, 100%. Awesome. Love it. So listeners, from this point onward, no more unicorns in your business. They're okay in your kids' bedrooms or bathrooms, but they are not welcome in your business. We want the best for you guys. So no more unicorns. Um, Ash, this has been a fun conversation, hopefully valuable for you guys our listeners can't wait to the next one see you next week likewise james catch you next time bye for now thanks for joining this episode of mortgage broker acceleration it's now time to grow your mortgage business your income and your lifestyle too if you want to accelerate and learn from the best head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with james and dash that's www.brokerworkshop.com until next time Go get them.